This is the MyMac Podcasting Network. MyMac Podcast 351, blaring feedback. You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome to the MyMac.com podcast, number 351. Not quite the milestone that we had last week, Kaz. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember whether we thought it was a milestone or not, really. Well, we started adding to it. (laughs) Doubling it up. That's right. It's half of 700. That's that's right. And and, and it actually kind of diminished the whole thing. You know, it was like, okay, 350. (laughs) Big, hairy deal. But we've got through that now. We can move on. Ah, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, as, as you heard in the very beginning, we're we're calling this one blaring feedback because there's apparently there's something about the last couple shows that we've done that has just opened the floodgates <laughs> as, as far as comments go, and we love it. We we really really do love the feedback. As a matter of fact, we actually have a new way. For you all to send us feedback, and I will bug you about this one just as I do with Twitter and Skype and regular email. We also now have a Facebook page, so everyone listening, uh, <laughs> my order this this is an order. It is, yeah, it is. Go yeah. to Facebook in the search more, window, type in more, my Mac, more, find my more. Mac podcast, and like us. More of that later. Yeah, oh, we all bring it up again. More, yeah, more, <laughs> it's no, what more I do. Your, more of your ordering. Oh. Later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, well. Okay, well, uh, uh, so uh, all I can, all I can, well, somebody else is going to ask this question. Yeah. So what are we going to do? Oh, you, you, you got soundboard. <laughs> you, got, <laughs> you, you got soundboard running. <laughs> did uh, yeah, see. did, so did you, John so from Ambrosia Software, plug, plug, he, give, plug get plug. you a copy of uh, Wiretap Anywhere? He might have done, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, my, my. So Great this crew. is going to so be double the soundboard goodness. You are going to be in big trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sweating. I'm sweating already. <laughs> All I can say is... <laughs> Isn't that fantastic? <laughs> you, quite, you got a bunch of Steve Job quotes. What was no, that no, first he's, one? No, he's in the room with me. Oh, he is. Hey, Steve. Yes. Yeah. Steve, you there? It's no? so funny. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, see, even Steve Jobs thinks that the MyMac.com podcast is funny, <laughs> which is why you should go to Facebook. And never mind, never mind. Yeah. Uh, why don't we get started on the MyMac stuff? Go ahead. I think, I think we should. Yeah, we really um, should. First on the website is a review from Donnie Yankelo on the ITV HD, which is basically a little box that uh, you can plug in and sync to grab tv and play it on your macs and and uh, d- d- does that also work with itunes content I- i've never used this program um i haven't read that particular article as we were flipping through but ah, i think true. i think you can transfer it stuff to your itunes with it um bob 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 uh go ahead i tell you what guy yeah you, you go over and have a read i will <laughs> and then i'll just find out for myself <laughs> Next up is the handstand iPad case review from Mike Breed. Okay. Uh, Actually, weren't we talking about this last week or something like this? Something like that. Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Uh, Next on the website is Word 2011 for Mac. (laughs) No. Okay. Or... (laughs) Um, <laughs> yeah. Now, I, <laughs> now, yeah, this isn't going to work, is uh, it? <laughs> no, no, no. This is great. I love it. Now, I'm leave from the wind. Zippy. Okay. After that, it, now, now this next one, this next one. Um, w- when I first saw the title of this. I was very excited. I, I figured, all right, 
David Did I ha- tell you who that review was by? It was by Owen Rubin after you, you know, rudely interrupted me. <laughs> I'm about sorry. saying yuck and our rubbish. Word 2011 <laughs> for Mac. It's a review by Owen Rubin. And, and I it, use it. And it's great, and, to have, it's great to have Owen back. He's, he's yes, been away for a while. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he yeah. did the Word 2011 review on the MyMac Yeah, enough of the plug. You've done it now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> now, this next one, this is Tech Fan number 32. And they called this show The David Guy. I figured that meant that somehow or another, David had crossed over to the dark side and had become more like me, which should frighten everyone. But no, it had nothing to do with that. It had to do with his daughter (laughs) saying, because his daughter wants to go to the UK. uh, I think uh, next summer, Tim's talking about taking her there. And um, Tim was telling her that that he does a a podcast with with someone from the UK. And she was like, oh, yeah, that David guy. And that was the whole thing. Well, it could get really bad, actually. He said, well, don't you know somebody else uh, who does, you know, some podcasting for you from the UK called He's the Gaz Guy? No, so is she talking about me or is she talking about you? Um, well, after a while, moving it just kind of moving blends, on. doesn't D- give, give us the next one. <laughs> no, this is your turn. <laughs> Web design with HTML and CSS digital classroom. That's a book review from Elisa Pacelli. You say Pacelli and I say Pacelli. <laughs> See, I have to say it wrong now so I know. you can play those. Well, I can still play it. It just doesn't make as much sense. But <laughs> that's never stopped me before. Uh, the last one, now I haven't l- had a chance to listen to this one yet. It's Tech Fan number 33, and the title confuses me Drunken Halos Justin Bryce. Well, we'll have to listen to it. I must admit, it's just come down my feed, so I yep. haven't listened to it yet. <laughs> and uh, that's it for the MyMac stuff. Now, we, like I was saying at the beginning of the show, we have a lot of feedback, some of it telling me that I said things that were. Uh, I, I don't want to say I was wrong. I was just less right than usual. <laughs> and the the first one is from Steve Hammond telling me that uh, the Apple display, it, it's a mini display port, not DVI. And I, I sent him a little message yes. saying, you're right, yes. Steve. And I was less yeah. than right. Mia culpa. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Then we've got from uh, Jolly Jap. You say uh, Jolly Jape. I say Jolly Jap. That's right. I, tank. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I do say Jolly Jap. I say Tim <laughs> that says Jolly Jape. Uh, Verissa, Verissa, I can't even say it now. Oh, flipping uh, egg. Vociferous. <laughs> Vociferous. Encouragement and congratulations on your glorious victory. And yeah, he's talking about. <laughs> I've got no idea what he's going on about. Uh, he's, he's talking about my uh, my epic battle with Microsoft to get a string of numbers so that Windows 7 Pro wouldn't give me a hard time. And I sent him thanks and told him all it cost me was two and a half hours and a bit of my soul. Yep. Yep. And uh, next up is from Tom Schmidt saying that, and this kind of confused me the way this was worded. It said, in warranty (laughs) drives from Apple, out of warranty, not for better warranty length on drives, 90 days is not equal to one plus year. I was like, what? <laughs> what does that mean? So I, I think what he meant it, that if it's 90 days for hardware, not one year, like we said. But when I check the standard warranty at Apple's site, it says one year standard for both. So I don't know. Uh, he also says that he doesn't think Apple will ever add a hard drive door to the iMac because it would be ugly. And, and I think he's probably right, but I, I still think they should. <laughs> well, uh, no. They were. If you can, if you can persuade Johnny Ive to put a door on the iMac, then <laughs> I, I, all I can say is, well, I'd be amazed. Yeah. Oh my. <clears throat> then we got a thanks uh, from A McShane for the plug on his uh, podcast, which he said it'll be much better this week. He's got his, his special guest is Godzilla. Okay. Well, see that that's going to make me download it right there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a huge. Huge Godzilla. We have, in this house, we have every single Godzilla movie ever made in one format or another. And some of them I can't even watch anymore. Like the ones from the, some of the ones from the 60s that used to be shown uh, every single Saturday during the afternoon when they had nothing else to put on TV. They just throw in a Godzilla movie. 
Let, let me ask Steve, what do you think about that? Awesome. <laughs> okay. Well, if Steve says so, then it must be true. <laughs> also, also from A. McShane, Steve McShane, uh, the, the names of the, the two Muppets were Statler <laughs> and War, Waldorf. Wal, Waldorf. There. Statler w- and Waldorf. Waldorf. Yes. Yeah. Coolest Muppets behind my favorite Beaker, the scientist's assistant, which is that the little guy that just kind of goes beep, 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 beep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and he says that Godzilla. Rocks. I always used to like it when they were doing. I think they were doing the Chef or something. Oh, the Swedish Chef. A, yeah. Oh no, it wasn't that point. But at some, uh, I tell you when it was when they were in the surgery, and they'd all look up because there'd be something like pigs in space. Oh yeah, yeah. And they're all looking, trying to find the announcer. Who's saying that? Oh, that was such a great show. And um, oh, you know, and speaking of feedback we have a skype call cool and it's it's from uh eddie spaghetti and it's no, another and it's what, another what, weird one is it is it eddie spaghetti yeah 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 see yeah Perfect. see here it is hey there are my boys where, where is Ed. boys this is eddie again how you doing eddie from massachusetts thank you it's me listen i just want to out uh your listeners and maybe people who, who call in if you had a call-in show, but uh, this is not just your podcast. You guys don't do this, but just some constructive criticism. It just is maddening when every other word, every other, every other thing they say is, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, it's <laughs> maddening. You know, 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 you know what he means? Oh, please, please just think what you're going to say. You don't fill it with, you know, it's, you know, it drives me crazy, you know? Thanks, guys. I love it. You have a good one, and uh, I'll be here for reporting from Massachusetts. Of course, uh, when I go to New Hampshire, they call it Massachusetts, and then they say the ass is up in New Hampshire. Thanks a lot, boy. Oh, and tell Timmy, I hate beards, but it looks good on him. Bye-bye. I didn't quite catch that last bit. You know, I think he's right. <laughs> you know? You know? You know what he means? Okay. You're gonna get in, you're gonna get in trouble. Uh, I know, <clears throat> but it, it's kind of the way I roll. <laughs> you didn't say you know, then you said I know. Oh, oh, oh! Well, you know, and <laughs> I think we need to take a break. I think we do. And uh, everyone, even pause. Ga niet weg. We zijn zo weer terug. Yeah, what he said. John Nemo here, the MyMac Reviews Editor. In less time than it takes Guy and Gaz to get out of their introduction and dig into their man cave, you could have listened to several episodes of the Pocket Size Podcast featuring John Nemo's World's Shortest Review Cast. Get with it! an 80-year-old man jogging on a nudist beach. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome everyone back to the MyMac podcast. Thanks, Steve. (laughs) Very beautiful. It's just, it's wonderful. Is, Is this... It, is it is it this annoying for you when I, when I yes. do that all the time? Yes, it is. <laughs> now, this this is what I, I I sent an email to him and I said I have got to fight you back because I'm getting fed up. <laughs> you know I'm going to keep doing it. I know you are. Yeah, you are. And, and and now and now you've got revenge. I have. I've got it all at hand. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. Let's yeah. get into the second section, shall we? Okay. Um, as yeah, now the the first section, you, you've uh, you know, longtime listeners will note that we didn't talk about any email, and we have email to talk about, but because it was a little more involved, yes, than usual, um, I didn't want to have the first segment become, you know, two hours long. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> like some kind of mini series. You know, they get from the Hallmark Network or something. Guy, anyway, guy, yeah. guy, stop saying you know. You know? <laughs> so, 
Sorry, Eddie. You don't. You don't even know you're doing it, do you? No. I, well, I wonder if if uh, if that's why he sent that. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. All right. Uh, the first email to talk about is from Kevin Simmons, and he's saying that for last week's episode, Guy and Gaz were discussing how hard it is to replace hard drives and iMacs. In his opinion, they made it hard to replace for several reasons. Uh, some were discussed on the podcast, and this is like kind of the meat. He's saying one was left out. The fact that Apple, I think, is adopting this policy is that if it breaks, you just get a new one, talking about getting a new computer. He says, I'm, he's not blaming Apple for this. Many people nowadays just want to use the product and not have to pay someone to fix it. In short, we live in a consumer-driven country where we just consume products, and when we're done with it, we throw them out. Apple, I think, is just following with the times, and they just want to make the product easy for their customers. Many people, as well as companies in general, would rather people buy a new computer than try to fix it. I, it makes it easier for most people. I, myself, don't mind fixing my computers. I'm a longtime listener of the podcast since the days of Tim being the host of it. So you remember when it was still good then, Kevin? <laughs> okay. Uh, and that was from Kevin. Um, okay. So do we do we want to comment on that, or do you want to? Should we mention the, the email that we got from Steve? And uh, then, no, go and ahead and do the one from Steve, and then we'll just <clears> take them both. Okay, so this is from um, a um, guy who's actually been on the podcast. Yeah, so yeah. Listen, you know, he's from invites. Canada. Uh, yeah, from Canada. <laughs> Listener invites. It's still out there. So you know, contact us, and we'll remind yep. you about that at the end. Anyway, he says um, that he totally agrees with Guy that the uh, hard drive replacement on iMac should be simpler. Um, as to why his guess is the hard drive is on the top of the screen. So it's at the, if you remember, um, we were talking about it being perhaps there being a trapdoor at the bottom so the hard drive could be there and accessible. Yeah. He's saying that it's at the top because it's um, probably easier for heat evacuation. Obviously, the heat can just go straight up and out of the vent at the top, which is probably quite you know, sensible, really. Yeah. Um, and that would make it easier to cool, of course. Um now, uh, obviously, he talks a little bit about the heat. Um, and at the beginning, Apple also had a 17-inch iMac model. So, you know, he's just talking about the screen being a bit smaller and more difficult, I think, to, yeah. um, you know, to compact in. So there's not much room available for a hard drive and hard drive replacement, you know, start putting doors and that st- sort of stuff into it. Well, what um, do you think? Well... Now, it opens up all sorts of different conversations about this. Firstly, iMacs, I think, are beautiful machines. Yes. In fact, very, well, the majority of Apple products are beautiful pieces of equipment. I don't think Johnny Ive wants lots of, or in particular, perhaps Steve Jobs doesn't want lots of screws in his machines. He wants nice, simple, clean product which is fair enough is it a consumer um country the u.s i think most countries now are going down the route of well certainly certainly most western driven. countries yeah certainly certainly i used to replace all my computer bits i used to go in there and replace the cpu replace the memory replace the hard drive i've replaced the motherboard a couple of times but i can assure you i didn't enjoy the experience. And that's not to say that there aren't people who do. Now, that's correct. Now, if you want to take that machine and then go and get it replaced um, or get a hard drive, you know, uh, added to it, it's probably going to cost you a little bit of money. And fine, you know, it costs whatever it costs. The cost of the product, the cost of the time, fine. Don't have a problem with that. But it's not just Mac that are doing it um, or Apple that are doing it. There's a guy at work who had a laptop, and he came in to me and he said, I've got a new laptop, Gary. Now, it wasn't an Apple laptop at this point in time. He's actually moved over, and he's moved over to an iMac. Um, But at this point, he came up to me and said, I've got a new uh, laptop. This was a few years ago. And um, I said, that's great. I said, what happened to the old one then? Did it break? No, he said, I ran out of space. <laughs> he got a new now, computer because now listen, listen, okay. listen. My my jaw dropped just as yours just did, <laughs> and I, I I confirmed with him what the model was. I said, "What was the model of that machine?" I went away, came back two minutes later, and I said, "You could have replaced the hard drive on that. You know, it would have cost you this." I think he almost used it as an excuse to get a new toy. 
to be perfectly honest with you. Mm. Because I was absolutely, it was still, you know, the computer was fine. He just ran out of space. Now, he probably ran out of space because he could have cleaned up a lot of stuff and he was just messing about, putting images on there and, you know, probably got duplications, got his iTunes, whatever. It sure. doesn't really matter. Now, this wasn't a matter. Mac, right? This wasn't a Mac. This okay. wasn't a Mac. But he could have quite easily have changed the hard drive. Now, I've changed the hard drive on uh, my white MacBook. I'm not going to be able to do it on the MacBook Air, but I, you know, the MacBook Air, I've got it for a specific reason. Now, an iMac is, or a a Mac in general, is probably going to last you a lot longer than a lot of other uh, computers. Certainly the computers I had. You know, three years was a stretch for them, to be perfectly honest with right. you. And I'd probably already gone in and made some upgrades to them by that time. But with today's fast processors, um, you probably don't need to worry about upgrading uh, a PC as much as you used to because you always used to have to keep up with the Joneses because the CPU yeah. speeds are going up and well, up. Well, not up. only that, but, but software requirements, especially, yeah, sure. you know, from I would say from like 1998 to 2005 2006, just as as Intel started, well not not just Intel but AMD as well started coming out with uh, multi core processors. That's right. That's right. So so yeah. there was always a point to to try and keep up with the Joneses and and, and you were moving. But I think we're at a stage now where processors um, are, are strong enough and powerful enough for everybody to do most jobs that they want to do. And let's be honest. It's going to come down to if they do a little bit of video editing or if they play heavy-duty games. Um, So they don't have to upgrade. Now, are PCs out there, can they handle that? And are those machines good enough to live for three, four, five years? From what I've seen... not as well as Apple Macs are. Well, let's well b- before we before we make a, a general statement like that. Um, if you're from talking what I about from what right, I've seen, right? If, if, if you're seen. talking about the computers, you know the the low end, bottom of the line computers that you get from Best <clears> Buy or you know the the big box retailers in the UK. No, they're not going to last for three years. They're especially if they're laptops. They're going to start falling apart long before then because they're made to be low-end, low-cost computers. If you spend the kind of money on a Windows PC that, or even close to it that you would spend on a Macintosh, you are buying a much higher quality machine. For example, Dell has a laptop that's almost like a direct copy of the MacBook Pro. And it's not a cheap computer. You're going to spend more money for this particular computer than you would for their their low-line stuff. But the trade-off, of course, is that this particular machine running Windows 7 is going to last much longer, at least twice as long, with as, well, as compared to the, the low-end junk. And that's really what it is. It's just junk. So... You pretty much, you know, whether you're talking about Windows PCs or Macintoshes, you're getting what you pay for. So if you want, if you want a good quality machine that's going to last you at least a third to a half longer than what you're used to getting, you're going to have to spend more money. Okay, so now if you do that, guy, yeah, and the machine is going to last longer, is there then an argument that, you know, seems to be coming through on the email, certainly, that Apple should give you the opportunity to be able to upgrade your hard drive? Because because the machine is going to last longer, we all know what data is doing at the moment. It just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. You go out and buy a camera now, and if you buy a DSLR, it's likely to have at least a 12 meg um, sensor on it. You take, you take, you know, a hundred shots with that, and you've got a lot of file space that's then just going to be dumped onto your machine. And most users won't concern themselves with, you know, changing the settings. I just said, you know, then, didn't I? I'm going to get slapped. (laughs) Are going to change their setting. They're not going to change their settings that they make a smaller file. And why should they? Why should they? Which means that the drive that they've got has got to last them for the life of that machine. Is there an option or should there be an option 
to make that hard drive bigger. Now, it, all this is saying to me is if you go out and buy an iMac, it's going to last you a long time. It's a good machine. So get as big a hard drive as you possibly can because it, it isn't easy to get them changed. And to be perfectly frank with you, why should you have to get it changed? Oh, unless it fails. Now, that's a different, that's a slightly different subject. Yeah. That's a slightly yeah. different subject. But, but I mean, and, considering... and that, that, actually, that, that actually moves into a subject that we're going to be talking about later. So Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, let's just stick to, to uh, the now, topic for, at hand. Yeah, so, so for me, the, the, only reason I, the only reason I changed the hard drive in my MacBook, the white MacBook, was to get an increase in speed. But I actually decreased the size of – well, actually, I didn't. I kept the same size uh, hard drive. But I'm actually contemplating changing the hard drive in the Mac Mini to um, go to a faster drive. Like to an um, SSD. To an SSD, which right. then means I'll need an external drive to, to carry all, store all the data. Now, <clears throat> the fact that you can't easily go into an iMac, people have got to think more about the hard drive than they ever did before because you can't easily change that hard drive in an iMac. Now, why are Apple doing it? I think they're purely d doing it for design purposes, both on the outside um, and also for the um, the way the machine works on the inside because they don't want you putting something in there which may compromise what they have designed. You, you look at a Formula One machine, there is a, a guy called Adrian Newey, and um, there is a technology called KERS, which is like a, a battery boost, which gives an extra, I think it's about 100 horsepower, to the cars they're running. He hates it because it completely ruins the balance of his car. But, so, it gives, but it gives him such an advantage that he has to carry it. But he hates it because, you know, he's he's designed a car that was, you know, designed before the use of curs or, you know, without the use of curs. But he's had to compromise and put it in there and he doesn't like it. And it, and it does affect the running of his vehicle. And perhaps Apple are thinking the same. We don't want you going in there and putting some, you know, something in there which we don't think is as good as what we um, expect it to be. Well, even though you know they get their hard drives from the same source that everybody else does, um, well, well, perhaps they do. Perhaps they do. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I have to kind of, you know, we were talking about the the comment from Kevin. Um, I don't think Apple is doing it to convince you to buy a new computer when the current hard drive that you have no, is filled up. I no. They wouldn't include so many ports, especially the new, um, uh, the new Thunder, uh, Thunderbolt, Thunderbolt ports. And considering how fast those are, you know, it's getting to the point where future iMacs may not even come with a spindle, and, and relatively soon won't come with a spindle hard drive. It'll have a relatively small SSD drive. And you know they they tell you hang a hang a thunderboard thunderboard thunderbolt <laughs> thunderbolt thunderbolt heart based hard drive on uh, on the back of it or off to the side or whatever right. for I all think, of your data. Do you know, do you know that that I think what will happen is you'll then have a portable drive that you just carry around from machine to machine, plug it in, and away you go. Uh, well, the, the the problem with that is, well, I don't know. Yeah, that that could be. But it's still it, it does take I mean, people away. are going to shout at me now. People are going to shout at me now. Cloud, cloud, cloud. But no, you don't the, cl the cloud access. is not ready. The cloud not is not ready not for all of the data that people typically need or want to use on their computer. And I don't care who's doing it. I don't care if it's Google, if it's Apple, if it's Dropbox whoever. or whoever. whoever. Um, the, the the and you know Microsoft's commercials aside where you know the woman just says to the cloud and everything just turns out wonderful that's not the way real life works um real life is messy and the cloud is still messy we don't really know what direction that's going to go in we don't know if once people start using it really really heavily if the infrastructure will be able to handle it. Yeah, yeah. Well, get, but getting just a, a thought that just suddenly come to my mind yeah. is the fact that uh, also I wonder whether this is down to Apple not wanting to have to open up a machine and then find it hasn't got a hard drive they're put in and then obviously have to conflict or confront the person and say, 
this isn't actually our hard drive, so we can't say whether this is a reason for any failure on your Mac. You know, if 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 ah, ah, but you and- see, that's that's a that's kind of a, a different point because if your iMac is under warranty and you want a new hard drive in it, you better have either Apple do it or a third party yes. authorized Apple retailer or reseller or whatever do it for you because otherwise that $250 warranty that you bought is gone. It's it's completely wasted. Um if you open up an iMac, if you open up a Mac mini, if you open up uh, now I don't know about the Mac. Are the MacBooks the new ones still relatively easy to, to swap the drive out, or did they make that change when they kind of went to the plastic unibody? Um, I th- I don't know. I'd, okay. I'd be guessing. I think I, I, from what I've seen, I think people have said that you can still you can still change it. It's still it, it's not as easy as it used to be, but I think it's it's yeah. Because it used to just really, be like a, a couple of screws and the whole thing would just pop. Yeah, right I'm I'm not ha- not owning one. I couldn't I couldn't say for sure. Yeah, and I don't want to say anything wrong about taking a computer apart. Tim. Now you, <laughs> make, you, 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 you mentioned you mentioned something about um, Apple and their green credentials. Yeah, um, of all the computer companies that are out there today, the one that seems to take the biggest hits are the ones that are usually. In the news, and there's a good reason for that. You know, Greenpeace, I don't necessarily agree with everything that they do, but they aren't stupid. They, If they come out and say, Dell has done this, or HP has done that, people just kind of shrug their shoulders and go, meh. But then they say, Apple does it. And, you know, the, the tech press seems to look, completely lose their minds. Now, how much credence you can give to some of the statements they've made concerning Apple in the past, you know, aside... Uh, Apple is very aware of this, and they don't like to get the bad press. So they have kind of gone the extra mile in their design and material selection for their products and go out of their way on their website to talk about how all of it, or most of it, is recyclable. So I don't think, you know, getting back to Kevin Simmons' point... I don't think Apple made the decision to make it difficult to replace the hard drive based on hoping that people will just throw away a 27-inch iMac when their hard drive goes bad to get a new one. You know, I, I, I just don't think that Apple as, as a corporation would want to have that as being known or oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I, I, I just think that would leave a bad taste in Apple corporate's mouth, and they they like to stay on the side of the good guys. Or is that just the fanboy in me? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think that's just the, the fanboy in you. To yeah. Be but, uh, but I don't think I don't think that I don't think Kevin is correct in that they they did this to try to get people to buy a new iMac anytime a hard drive breaks. Is really what it, I guess what it comes down to. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't think so either. I, you know, it, it, it's, it's a bit short-sighted, I think, um, um, because yeah. people are going to say, you know, uh, my hard drive's full, I can't get it replaced, I have to go out and spend X thousand dollars on a new, a new iMac. They're not going to be that particularly happy. Yeah. Now, you have here that you have a story of a Windows user and a hard drive. No, 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 no that's, what, that's what I mentioned earlier. Oh, okay, okay, losing my mind. You are. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, let's move on to uh, Reb's email. Now, we mentioned this on a prior show that he was having a, a little fan problem, and it turned out he was talking about a 24-inch uh, iMac. So that was a good assumption by you there? Yeah. He, uh, he, this is after your advice and my iMac locking up every three minutes of use. I took it to Tyson's, the Tyson's Corner Apple Store, which means he lives uh, close to me, on a Friday morning, and they had it for about five minutes, and it, and it, and it did its thing again. It locked up. So they, they took it which back. Is al- which is always nice, because you always think you're going to take your machine. Yeah, to, and it's just going to purr. And it's going to, yeah, you it's going to go. I'm uh, a perfectly working uh, computer, and I don't have any problems whatsoever. <laughs> Obviously, this is, this is user error. No, yeah. but it, it, it did do that to him. Um, so they took it away, and... It, he got it back on that Sunday, and it turned out they replaced the video card, the logic board, and the monitor. So he he basically got a, a, a brand new computer, 
And the bill would have been $982 to do all these things. Wowzers. You know how much he paid? Um, Nothing. Exactly. Because <laughs> he got he got the Apple Cares, as they say on the interwebs. He got he the got, Apple Cares, which gave him he got the Apple Cares that gave him uh, three years of complete service on his iMac, and I think it's about two hundred and fifty dollars for the three year warranty. Uh, you know, now if you're going to keep a machine for a long time, and uh, we're talking about desktop Macs. I would highly recommend getting Apple Care, uh, whether it's a Mac Mini or an iMac or a Mac Pro. It just unless it's a Mac Mini that you go into, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're going to go about, into like... it, don't bother with the warranty. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Apple Care. As a matter of fact, on the uh, the 24 inch iMac I had, I had the video card go out, and that would have cost me, I think it was about four hundred dollars. To get that card replaced, and it didn't cost me a dime because I had Apple Care. So, but oh, talking about laptops, if you have a laptop, and I don't care whether you get it from Apple or anybody else, get the extended warranty on it because almost anything can happen to laptops, and they are typically much more expensive to repair. Well, plus you've got your screen uh, on them as well, which is, yeah. you know, it, it, you're lifting the lid up and down all the time. And I'm not saying that you're going to be abusive, but, it, it, you know, all that wear and tear, something could happen. Yeah, but, well, if you uh, break your screen because you're opening it, or closing it, Apple's not going to no, you're honor buying, that I, warranty. But you, Dell, no, and I, H, I no, think I, Dell no, has like an all No, I understand that, guy. But what I'm saying is the fact is it's a moving part. You're lifting it up and down all the time. It, it may be that it just wears out for what, whatever reason. There could be there could be something happen, you know. With you know, they've made it so that it doesn't um, or it shouldn't um, be affected by that operation. But it, there could be a scenario where it goes. You are it's more of a manual operation. What I'm saying is you're lifting that lid up and down all the time. So whereas with an iMac, basically the screen just sits there. Yeah, if you're lifting the lid on an iMac, you're not doing it right. <laughs> you're just not doing it right. Um, yeah, I, I would say if you're going to keep a machine longer than uh, a year or two, get, get Apple care. I, it, it's just, it just makes sense in the long run. And if something does happen, you're covered. Unless you, unless you throw it against the wall. Then, yeah, know, I, I, I have thrown, I've thrown you a couple of links to some articles about um, Apple care uh, and the pros and cons of having them and whether it's worth it or not. Um, I've never had Apple Care. I've got to admit, I've never uh-huh. had Apple Care. Um, it's something which, um, to me, and, you know, and this is this is perhaps a bit naive, but a product should be fit for purpose. And I've always deemed that if it's going to go wrong, it's generally going to go wrong within the first year. Well, that's now true. that's a risky that's a risky thing to take because longer term, obviously something could go wrong with it and if you've got an iMac especially the cost of replacing those parts could be highly expensive as we've just seen <laughs> um and if you go for apple care it obviously gives you that peace of mind over the extra two years because the first year you should be covered anyway yes you are short of a now now if you if you want to if you if you really want to be assured that you're going to have apple care in the future one way to do is delay your purchase up until the 11th month when you've got the product. I say the 11th month because you don't want to miss it, of course. No. Uh, you, you don't want anything silly like you not being able to um, pay for AppleCare online or getting AppleCare and then registering it, causing you to miss the deadline of being out, having AppleCare for your product. And obviously what you could do is then spread the cost of the product without having to buy it straight away and budget for it a little bit. If you, yeah. you know, Because... It, Having to put that cost on top of the purchase of, of just, an already expensive computer, yes, it just seems to push it over the edge. Now, that that aside, that's one thing that I've often thought about, but I've just not got down to it because I've often bought refurbished machines, and so far, touch wood, touch touch anything else, which makes it lucky. I've not had any <laughs> problems. I've not had any problems with machines um, when it comes to logic boards, uh, video cards, 
et cetera, et cetera. It, it does happen. I have had I, I know it happens, but that kind of annoys me a little bit because I then think, well, hang on a minute. It, it's a product which sits normally, especially if it's an iMac, it'll sit somewhere and not do anything. So if something goes wrong on it within a few years, to me, the product's not fit for purpose. Well, that's you know, true. And, and that does annoy me a little bit. Now, you know, naivety aside, <laughs> because that's what it is a little bit, no one's going to, you know, um, honor any warranty that's, you know, you, because you think it's not fit for purpose. Um, but I'm expecting that, especially as Apple products are supposed, supposedly so wonderful and last so long, that I'm perhaps taking a risk in not buying a product. Now, here's a possible way around that. <laughs> this is extreme, and I thought about this when I when you um, popped this into the show notes earlier. Okay. Okay, so don't buy Apple Care. Apple products generally, from what I've seen, hold their price extremely well. So after 12 months or so, why not sell your machine and the difference that you would have paid on Apple Care probably will be the same as you getting a new machine every 12 months. <laughs> That's that's actually probably not far from the truth. <laughs> you probably you probably lose out a little bit, but you know. But then you um, have a new machine too. But then you have a new machine, and then next year <laughs> you sell that one and do the same again. Now I don't particularly think that's a really clever idea, and you've got to be. <laughs> but it's, you have it's to a, really be into selling stuff. You, yes, you do. You do. You do. But it, it just popped into my mind. <laughs> oh my! Plus, plus Brit. Yeah. <laughs> well, you big uh, actually, tank. <laughs> actually, Steve Steve told me to say that because obviously it makes makes sure that um, Apple he sells a few machines. Ah, uh, yeah, but see, the person that buys your used machine is probably might, might not might not have bought an Apple machine in in the first place. Well, that's true, and and once we have them, we got them for life. That's right, yeah. <laughs> and. Um, I think that's time, isn't it? Yeah, we need to take a break. So everyone, please stand by to stand by with AppleCare. And we'll be <laughs> right back. Here we stand, and here we fall. History won't care at all. Lay in the bed, like the lightning. Lady Mercy won't be home. My Mac family of podcasts, Tech Fan, hosted by Tim Robertson and me, David Cohen. If it moves air and it keeps you cool, then this is the podcast for you. We cover ceiling fans, desk fans, swamp coolers and air conditioners. If it's to do about air displacement and you want to geek out on that, then this is right up your street. Hello? Oh, hi, Tim. Yeah, I'm just recording a trailer for the new podcast. What do you mean you've reconsidered the concept? What, you don't want to cover fans anymore? Technology? Well, I suppose, yeah, we know a bit about it. Well, you've been doing it for 20 years or so, haven't you? You want to geek out on technology instead? How are we going to change the name of the show, then? Oh, I see. Fans of technology. Okay, I guess that'll work. You're the boss. Okay, catch you later. Tech fan. It's not about fans, but it is about tech. G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. It's an interesting affair. And welcome back to the MyMac.com podcast. Well, that break took uh, a little longer than normal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dueling soundboards. Yes, yeah, I don't think we want to... um, uh, I pepper them on the audience. They yeah, but you've, you've got all those great Steve Job ones, though, I, with, that you won't give to me. Uh, that's right. Well, What's up with that? that? Fantastic. <laughs> this is going to be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me, Steve. Tell me how great it's going to be. Keeping them better all Better and better and better. <laughs> and, anyway. Yeah. The, the first now, story we have. Well, we, uh, didn't we mention this before? 
uh, about uh, load socks. Yes. Because, <laughs> oh, yes, we did, didn't we? Yeah, it was last week. They weren't your fans, were they? No, you I, weren't their fans. I am not a fan of Lotus. They, well, it, it looks like Apple have um, told them exactly where they stand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, did, did, now, did you read? The, I, we're not going to go through the whole letter. No, here on the no, podcast, no, I haven't read the whole letter. Uh, I, I did, and <laughs> it was the nicest "go jump in the lake" letter <laughs> I have I ever heard uh, before. Yeah, I didn't read the letter, but I had heard that. <laughs> yes. So Apple sent patent holding company Lotus a very politely worded letter proclaiming that iOS developers using in-app purchases for their applications as required by Apple are covered in the licensing agreement that Apple has with Lotus. Um, the developer community seems very pleased by Apple's legal moves. Well, wasn't, what, wasn't there a, a point actually that on the Lotus website, they actually say something along the lines, which means that Apple have, are covered. And well, yes. Actually, well, they, they admit that Apple is covered by this patent because Apple paid them to be able to use it. It's just incredible. Yeah, incredible. I mean, this is basically them. This is Lotus trying to get you know yet another little piece of of cash from iOS developers that they really don't deserve. You know, uh, Apple licensed the patent from them, and I'm sure they got paid some good amount of money and they should just be happy that they got their little piece. Now, the next time it comes around to renegotiate, all right, well then you, you negotiate with Apple for how much it's going to be. You don't go after the freaking developers. That's just, yeah, well, that's I, just well, wrong. And, I, and as you, as you was about to say, before I rudely interrupted you, oh. I think the, the developer um, uh, marketplace, or the developer um, community are extremely, Pleased, I would say that uh, Apple have finally come out and um, said, "Just leave our guys alone." Yeah, yeah, and and there was, you know, I mean, Lotus is welcome to go mano e mano against Apple's lawyers, but even as an Apple fan, I wouldn't want to do it. <laughs> if, if they basically said we're sending Apple's lawyers over, I'd be okay. I give up. All right, what do you want? The wallet <laughs> yeah. here. Just, yeah. just take yeah. everything. You're going to try and find a company that's got what sixty billion in the bank and probably more lawyers than you. Then you could shake <laughs> you a could... stick at. Yeah, that's right. If you were somewhat tempted to shake sticks at lawyers. Okay, so um, guy, I think. So let's move on. <laughs> yes. Thank, thanks, Steve. Uh, Apple stores turn 10. In celebration, they get iPads. So, uh, and Apple has removed all I the old. There, Go ahead. There seemed to be a lot of, there seemed to be a lot of um, heat in the uh, podosphere about this. And it was oh, really yeah. just, it was just the stores getting iPads. Oh, <laughs> the, the, yeah. I was reading and they were saying, oh, yeah, people are saying they've got to stay late. And, you know, they've got the stores all covered up. It's going to be new hardware. And it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't even really a ref refresh of the stores themselves. It was just putting iPads in place, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. They, they took out all the old paper and plastic and product information sheets with specially designed and programmed iPads that has all the product information required for whatever device they're next to. The part that cracked me up, um, they had a picture of the iPad table, and it was like, okay – Here's the iPad you can buy, and right next to it <laughs> is the, is iPad, the, is the, the iPad with the product information. It's like, wait a second here. You know, yeah. something about that. Uh, yeah. Basically, all they did was they, they disabled the home switch, so you can hit that button all you want, and it's not going to do anything. And they're alarmed like all the other products being shown. And I, I, I kind of like the, the greenish policy of – them eliminating even more plastic and paper because you know basically you buy something from an Apple store unless you actually request a receipt they don't give you one I'm, they just email I'm it to you. I'm not really sure how green that is, Kai. Let's be honest. Well, it's it's it's, it's yet another piece of paper that's being eliminated. Yeah, yeah, but you've got a piece of glass, aluminium, all the sorts of electronics that are sitting inside it. I mean, it's hardly it's hardly a you know a, there are tr there are forests out there that are specially grown to make paper. 
What's so your what point? Do you wanna, my point is, <laughs> you want to cut those forests down now because they're no they're no use to anybody anymore. No, I, I want the trees just... to live. <laughs> I want them to live. I'm not, I'm not so stupid. Yeah. The, the good thing is, obviously, if they do update any of the paper, they can or any of the information, they can do it instantly by obviously right. downloading the software to these particular iPads. I'm not sure this is a green issue. Somebody said, I saw somebody say, ah, yeah, but this is so everybody gets hands on an iPad. But the only problem with that is you can only use it to see the information about yeah, the product to see you're product looking information. at. So, so, <laughs> you can, you know, it's not like you can go, well, I'm going to play Angry Birds on this yeah. iPad that has product information. No, you're yeah. not. You're really, really not. Um, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. And, you know, there are only so many um, iPad shops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't put this down as a green issue, to be perfectly honest with you. I think, if anything, it's probably ungreen in in the in the bigger scheme of things but um yeah 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 it's, it's great so what? it's wonderful <laughs> it's wonderful and it's cool or, as uh, yeah as steve would say is this cool yeah it is cool <laughs> okay um last week we announced that but uh, hang on sorry going back to that just thinking oh about sure the 10-year celebration, was there actually any celebration? There wasn't, was there? No, not that I'm aware of. You know, not, basically, not, they just got, oh, okay, yeah, uh, uh, Apple stores are, are 10 now. That's it. Yeah, yeah, they're 10. I think I think one or two shops or stores got a, a perhaps a cake or something. That's yeah. it. Woo! But, hey, <laughs> it's, like our th- it's like our 350th. I mean, did you, you had cake, didn't you? Yeah, but you see, it'll be their 20th in 10 years. <laughs> okay. God, you, you, how long did it take you to work that one out? Um, well, a while. <laughs> I, I am a pro, I am a product of uh, a Florida education system, so that's good. Math is hard. <laughs> Math be hard. Yeah. yeah. So move on to your contest. Okay. Yeah, we have a contest, and I won't take any math to figure it out at all. Thank you. Um, now, when we announced this last week, this is basically what I was asking for. You, you guys have heard the bumpers that we play after the commercials and just before we come back in. And we're kind of hoping that, that, that you guys can write the next wave of bumpers for Gaz and Guy, the G-Men at the MyMac.com podcast. And I'm not asking you, or at least some of you, to do this for free. I have 10 completely illegal <laughs> iHub for port USB hubs that has Apple's iconic symbol on it, and once they're gone, chances are they're gone forever because Apple's rabid band of roaming lawyers will will find any companies trying to sell these in the retail market, and you can get them from us for not a single penny. We just want you to write us a bumper or write us a commercial that would last for uh, 30 seconds or less. I got 10 of them, and I want to give them away. And it's got to be, I'm sorry, has to be U.S. residents only because this is all out of pocket for me, and I can't afford to send these things overseas. The contest will run until we have at least 50 entries, and you can submit multiple entries, but only one winner per household, please. Five of each will be split between the written and recorded entries. U.S. residents only, please. My Mac.com staff are not eligible. Very good. I like that. Yeah. You did that really well. I, I need to make it more concise. <laughs> bring, it, bring it to the next level, man. I think you should. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got an app. You got an app? I got an app. I, I've got uh, – well, I'm going to have, you have you. You have a repeat app. Yeah, I'm going to tell Actually, you I've got a repeat app, app too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we come right down to it, uh, you want to go first you want me to go? Uh. Well, basically, let me talk to the, sure. the listeners about fluid. Now, normally I put fluid in a glass and drink it while I'm doing No, sorry, wrong sort of fluid. Um, wrong fluid. <clears throat> fluid app, uh, which you can find um, fluidapp.com. It's a little application which basically makes um, your, well, you could use app web applications like Gmail, um, Facebook, uh, Pandora. I actually use it. Uh, on a fairly regular basis for my bank. So I went to my bank and I set up 
the page and then transformed it into a fluid um, application, which no, now that was, sits you talk, When we say you went to your bank, you're <clears> talking about your bank's website. Sorry. Yes, I should okay. have made that clear because uh, these are web applications. I think I mentioned web applications at the start, but basically Fluid lets you create like a an application uh, or a Fluid app, as they like to call it, out of any website or web application. And basically you can have it running as your favorite app. And then when it's an application, you can put it into your dock. Uh, now, obviously, that means that you're going to dedicate that app to the process that you're looking at. So right. it's not now, a web browser. Does that also it, include, <clears throat> like, w- when you go to your bank, does that include your, your username and password and all that? Well, my, Or do you still my, have to put that in? No, my particular bank actually has a um, – it has a first page, which I have to enter my a couple of my credentials, which there is some integration with 1Password, um, which so I can actually use Drink. that to – drink <laughs> yes that's, that's a different podcast yeah, yeah I but know. i but i also used to have um to have to use this um security pin so each time i go to the web um application or each time i go to my particular bank i have to put in a new security pin um using this uh, secure security pin sentry card that i've got anyway so it, it can't keep that information no but what it what it does do is stop me from being spam because if ever i have to go into my account if i get an email or anything I'm not going to use the email. I'm not going to use the link. I'm going to use this secure Fluid app because I know I've set it up and it can't be interrupted. It can't be changed um, as far as I'm aware. Um, So I use it for that. Other people use it for their Gmail. They they put their Gmail into a Fluid app and then you can actually have um, the badges come up so you can see how many emails you're getting and that can sit on your dock pretty much like um, mail can rather than having a web browser open all the time. That's kind of cool. You do have a web browser open because it's obviously created with WebKit, but um, it, it's it, it's there is a little screen uh, video um, right. webcast of it. And actually, recently uh, Don McAllister did. This is what reminded me of it. Actually, he did a screencast on um, the ways that you can use uh, Fluid. So go over to fluidapp.com uh, and take a look and see whether it, uh, you fancy putting your favourite website, which could be Facebook. Um, into uh, an application which sits on your desktop or in your dock. Yeah, well, uh, one of the other examples they have here is Pandora, mm-hmm. which is that that's kind of a, a, a cool way to just have music playing in your background, and you don't have to go to Pandora, you know, the, the website, and have that running in a separate tab. You know, you, you can just kind of, you know, create an, a, a fluid app. That's right, because using you can Pandora and then just it. minimize it. That's it. That's it. You can minimize that and put it on on the side. Now, if you don't mind having Pandora, I, the one problem I've got is sometimes I just shut down my web browser and I forgot that I've got something just playing on one of the websites in the background and, and it shuts down. <laughs> and, I th- and I think, Oops. where did that go? Where did that go? <laughs> oh, that's right. And it's, it's not a, like this is a super expensive program. You know, here in the well, states, it, it's like about five bucks. Well, actually, there is a free version. There is a free download, and it's the free version that I use. Um, oh, really? The, the purchase actually gives you a few more. Um, extra features, um, which are, I think it gives you a separate cookie storage uh, for some security features, um, a few other bits. But basically, for basic use, I use the free the free download. I have actually donated in the past because um, I've supported them. Sure, um, but but it's it's a good little application. Wow, that sounds. You know, I, I might. This is the second time I've seen this, and the first time I saw it, I was like. I should get that, and then I forgot about it. So after we're done with the show tonight, I'm going to go ahead and get the, the the free version of it and check that out. Well, here's here's your little um, homework for next week. You can come back next week and tell me just how you used it. Woohoo! <laughs> Podcasting genius. <laughs> right. Okay. Now, don't tell me you've got a a fighting um, application or recommendation or pick. Um, yeah. I'd be really disappointed if you have. I do. You do? Yeah. <sighs> and it's actually one I've recommended before. <laughs> you just can't get away from it. No, no but it's not a zombie app. Uh, oh, wow. wow. I know. Wowzers. I know. This is, it, this is Modern Conflict HD by Click Gamer. Now, they have a uh, an iPhone version and they have an iPad version. And the iPhone version is, is fun and very, very playable, but the screen is kind of small. So not nearly as much fun as, as on the iPad. 
you basically you know you're moving tanks around you're moving helicopters around and you're you know trying to blow other people up and it's just a lot of fun the 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 stuff that they've added to this new version which is why I'm bringing it up again they now have like set missile bases so instead of you know having to take all of your tanks and move all the way across the screen to attack someone you can use these missiles and just like wipe out their bases right away it's, it's just i love this game i i have had this game now since it first came out i probably play it 3 to 4 times a week i still love it and it's well, not a real expensive it's 299 that's a good recommendation. If you can keep going back to a, uh, you know any application, and exactly. in particular, I suppose in particular games, then it's a fairly good recommendation if you go back and keep playing it. Yep, two ninety nine at the uh, the iTunes App Store or the iOS App Store, and that's by ClickGamer dot com. Good stuff. Yep, and um, we have a as we said earlier, we have a Facebook page. And we still need some likes for it to turn it into, I guess, a different type of Facebook page. I'm not really sure how how all that works. But so you want people to click on it and, and like it, even though we really don't know what we're doing with it. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. There's yes. a good enough reason. That's right. Just do it to make us happy. We need we need more happiness in the world. And if you do this, I will be your best friend. Good. Well, at least until I, you know, somebody else clicks on it. So go. Just go to Facebook. If you have a Facebook account, type in my Mac in the search window. One of the things that will pop up will be the my Mac podcast, which is our Facebook page. If you click it and like it, eventually it will become like, well, every other Facebook page that's out there. But it will give you a chance to add comments and have more interaction. Uh, both Gaz and I, and Tim for that matter, our administrators, so we can all go in and, and see things and change things however we need to. Did did I tell you you were an administrator there, Gaz? You just did. I just did. Okay. Gaz is an administrator as well. <laughs> oh, yes. And as I said last week, foolish and petty. Yes, I know. But sometimes that's just what happens. Uh, we got two new iTunes comments. Woo. Yep. One from our good buddy, A. McShane. And another one from some guy called uh, Xavier Ransom. I don't know. Yes. Who, I don't know who he is. Uh, it, that's really nice yeah. guy. Yeah. The only reason we have a comment from Xavier Ransom is because you told him to do it. No, no, that's not true. <laughs> it, it, I don't know who said, this person is. You you said. You're sacked unless you go. <laughs> okay. He works for me. But he does listen to the podcast and likes it, or at least he said he likes it. You know, who knows? Maybe he's hissing and booing at me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks to Great both uh, Steve yeah, thanks. McShane thanks, and guys. Xavier. Uh, your employment will continue. Thank you very much. <laughs> now, Guy, if people wanted to contact you, where could they do? Well, such a thing. Well, first they'd have to have a computer, and I'm assuming That's they do if they're start. listening to the podcast. It's a good you start. can you can get it's a good start. You can go to uh, send me email at guy at mymac.com, and you can also reach me via Twitter at twitter.com forward slash macparrot. <laughs> and what about you, Gaz? Um, incredibly, you're not you're not actually going to believe this. Oh, tell but me. People can email me at gaz at mymac.com. Can you can you believe I, that? I am stunned. I'm stunned as well. And also if, <laughs> <laughs> that person is even more stunned. Obviously. Um, you can also contact me on twitter.com forward slash gazmas. No, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that's, that's, that's just weird. <laughs> and uh, you can contact us as well, as well as Fearless Leader Tim at feedback. At mymac.com. Do you know we've got... There's one other way. We've got a Skype number. Yes, we do. (laughs) Eddie Spaghetti knows our Skype number. He's a good guy. He is a good guy. You know? Uh, You know? (laughs) 
and it's Eric. <laughs> I, think, I think what I'm going to have to do, I'm going to listen all the way through again and count all the times I said them. you know oh my without God. without realizing I was saying it because you. In fact, I spotted you said it in in that review of Modern Conflict. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I, did I did I do that? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, so, our, sorry, sorry, Eddie. Sorry, Eddie. Our Skype number is area code seven zero three four three six nine five zero one. Yes. Well done. Seven zero three four three six nine five zero one. And um, before we we'd go, just, we'd just like to say, yeah, um, commiserations um, to and, Tom. And, yeah, and condolences to Tom and. Uh, you know, everything will work out, dude. You know, you, you, the G-Men have your back. Let us know if there's anything we can do for you. And I think that's going to be it for the show tonight, guys. Thank you very much. And thank you. Thank you all for downloading the show. Uh, please go to iTunes and leave a comment like this person who I have no idea who he is, Xavier Ransom <laughs> and Steve McShane. And we'll see you all next week. Good night, guys. Good night, guys. Thanks for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. Please send all feedback to feedback at MyMac.com or call our Skype number and leave a message. The phone number is 703-436-9501. If you enjoyed the MyMac.com podcast, make sure you check out the other family of podcasts, all from MyMac.com and all free on iTunes, including The Geekiest Show Ever, App Minute with Sam Levin, and Tech Fan with Tim Robertson. Said a fool whose mind was quite minuscule as his ignorance reached a new pinnacle. I don't believe in astrology. It's my ideology. But I'm a Leo and Leos are cynical. <laughs>